morning everybody welcome back to my podcast you're listening to the 24th episode my name is prince and on this podcast i share best yet practical tips and strategies on a variety of topics such as self-improvement podcast content creation and many more if you're listening to my podcast for the first time then do consider subscribing for future updates and i promise i won't disappoint on this week's episode i have a guest with me his name is harsh tripathi and he is a content writer and let me tell you how i met him it's an interesting story about a couple of months ago i started becoming more active on linkedin you know to establish my personal brand which meant i was spending more time on linkedin and that too every day and each time i opened linkedin app i saw this guy's post 9 out of 10 times at the top of my news feed sometimes i read you know and sometimes i didn't but he kept popping up initially his posts were kind of random but then he started sharing his experience on linkedin how he also joined a couple of months ago and achieved great success you know in terms of millions of content views and very good engagement rate and i was like who is this guy i need to talk to him so i reached out for the purpose of inviting him on my podcast to talk about some linkedin strategies and give me some tips as well and very kindly he accepted my invitation and here i am ready to jump into an interesting conversation with him on how to scale big on linkedin so if you're someone who's been trying to create a personal brand on linkedin or trying to achieve success on linkedin in any shape or form then this is a must listen for you and i strongly suggest that you listen till the end a little bit about hersh he's a die hard content marketer and an effective storyteller You might be surprised to know just like I was that he started his career as an engineer and then pivoted towards content writing. He has worked with digital marketing agencies and SaaS leaders in the industry to supplement their marketing efforts. So this was a short introduction. Rest you can hear from him. Stay with me. Yo Harsh, what's up? Thank you for coming on my podcast. My pleasure Prince. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. So, how's the day? Day treating you so far? Well, the day just started, so uh, it's great, and the weather is a little bit humid here, but uh, everything else is great. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Yeah, it's my pleasure actually, uh, and I really uh, appreciate this opportunity that I got 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 from you from LinkedIn because people are calling me an influencer. I don't even know what that means. So, it means a lot to be on your podcast. They're calling you what? Sorry. they are calling me an influencer <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i'll tell you what you should be calling yourself maybe okay. the linkedin the linkedin chap i call myself the podcast chap and you should start calling yourself the linkedin chap who you can contact for all your linkedin related needs something to include in your bio yes i think i would go with that term that's pretty impressive term i think <laughs> Well, I'm very excited about our conversation today, and uh, related to LinkedIn, we have a lot of ground to cover about how to achieve success on LinkedIn, etc. Yes. But I don't want to get into LinkedIn right away, and I want to get to know you a little bit more. So, okay. Techie turned writer—that's your hashtag, right? Yes. How did Techie turn writer? So uh, my career has been uh, filled with a lot of stumbling blocks. So there was a time uh, when I wanted to be a doctor, and there was a time when I wanted to uh, be an oncologist. After that, and there was a time I wanted to be an IAS officer as well. That's interesting. Some family problems. I just wanted a job, and so I entered engineering. And uh, after that, I secured a job with Excel Technologies, 
even though it was a good paying job and i also left an on on side opportunity uh, but i think uh, that was the uh, last for that group the camels back because i was not in love with my job from day one because most of my colleagues uh, that joined for them uh, that was their ultimate destiny i i just couldn't live with that idea uh, just imagine friends uh, you are 21 and someone tells you that first your life is finished this is your job this is your destiny and this is something that you have to bear for the rest of your life probably 25 years i was in the server administration and uh, i was managing servers i was doing all the tech stuff but i never felt home i needed a home run and uh, one thing that my college taught me was you should never stop looking if you are not happy with something something you are doing if you don't find any meaning in it any purpose in it then your pursuit for happiness and success should go on so even though i was working i gave my 100% to that project in uh, that association in excel technologies but i kept on looking what can i what can i do better what is something that feels home that can probably attach some meaning to my life because for most people it was it was more like okay it's a five day week we just have to work like a zombie we will work for 9 hours no matter how much we hate our job and then uh, weekends used to be a drunken escapade for most of the people so i don't never wanted to join that lot so i continued exploring what good i can do and uh, i always noticed that no matter how pathetic i um, performed in engineering examinations or the examinations on a whole in my entire life but english was something english and linguistics and communication was always close to my heart and even though i was performing terrible in all of my engineering subjects i always had a special place for english and i thought maybe i can do something about that because i used to write poetry uh, during childhood and uh, recently i also started writing quotes on instagram and everything so i thought maybe i should give it a shot and that's why uh, that's how i started uh, to plan my transition so it was the more than two years with excel technologies and uh, i just figured out okay uh, the content field was uh, pretty much nascent in india no one know knew that time that uh, what all content writing entails or what communication is like for most people it was just a just a money making scheme but i never thought of it that way because i wanted to get out of my tech career and, and i was feeling very suffocated there even though i was doing good as i told you i also left the non site opportunity to become a writer and that was the best thing that happened to me so after that uh, i joined a digital marketing agency i clearly told them that uh, to my mentor see i don't have any prior experience with writing i am just looking for a career change and i am willing to work at even less i was making with excel technologies but i no longer want to make that my full time career i just want to escape that just please help me so he just took a look at my samples he said okay probably out of 10 you are at 3 or 4 now but just because you have the zeal and the and, and the enthusiasm to succeed as a writer i will give you a chance that became a tipping point for me i started working there and i worked there for one and a half years got a lot of verbal bashing because i was a pathetic writer appearance uh, i would uh, yes i was a pathetic writer i don't have any qualms admitting that because if you take a look at my uh, previous writings the, the way i used to write Three years back or four years back, it was quite robotic and pukish. Pukish is the word. No one would give me even even a penny if if you just uh, take a look at my previous writing. So that way, I think I have uh, come across, come came through a lot. 
it's been a splendid journey so far for me wow tell me more about why did you uh, join engineering did your parents like force you to or you thought it was a cool thing to do uh, so yes there is a story behind it uh, so my father passed away when i was 11 years old and uh, just yeah right it's been it's been a long time though so yes uh, the pain has uh, evaporated a little and uh, when i was in 11 standard just before my annual exams my mother also passed away okay so i was uh, quite devastated at that point because i wanted to stand on my feet that is the reason i could never enjoy even a single day in college because uh, i was dependent on family income whatever whatever my father left for me mm. i was dependent on dependent on that and as a kid my idea from from the beginning was i want to do something for myself i want to have my own money i want to stand my stand on my two feet and do whatever i can do i i don't like the idea of it being dependent on anyone because most people in india what i have seen um, they are not very much keen about the idea of independence even though change is coming right now but i have seen uh, people taking money from their parents even when they are 26 or 27 or 28 okay if someone is struggling with their career i think that is pretty much fine but not even trying to get the feel of the real world and stand on your feet i think uh, that's not a good thing to do so engineering was my escape because uh, i wanted a job at that time i had no clue that i would uh, become a writer or i would become an author or i would get any popularity on linkedin i, I was clueless at that time my 17 year old self was totally clueless and he just wanted a job and that's why he persisted for four years cleared all exams even though mm-hmm. he hated engineering just to get a job and i think hcl was my trophy so no regrets about that also so i, I can proudly say that okay i completed my engineering and i uh, worked with a good form and that also uh, framed the pavement for my writing career even my ex managers are happy now that i am doing something worthy and they always said how should we do something different <laughs> they always said you know even though i was working on floor night shifts and everything because i was pretty uh, serious about my work i was very much serious about my work from day one and they they always used to say how should we have a different streak you are not uh, the regular it employee who would you know sacrifice his dreams for an onsite opportunity or uh, you are pretty um, fickle minded in the beginning that was a word that later converted into that hush you are a liberated soul so yes i have to work hard to erase that impression but yes everyone is happy with my career progress and even i am happy because from day one i knew uh, that i won't be able to do a tech job my entire life this is just not me i am a creative professional and uh, i think uh, that worked with work in my favor well uh, i like that term Uh, liberated soul. <laughs> yes, it's good. Uh, it's a really inspiring story, Hirsh. And for what it's worth, uh, this one thing I want to tell your twenty-one-year-old self is that there are many Hirsh in India who just, you know, get into engineering uh, for the sake of it for many different reasons. But the main reason that they want to do engineering, there is also a false. perception in the society that if if one does engineering then it's easy to get a job you know with a fat salary but look at the stats man uh, nearly 70% of engineers are unemployable i mean that's a conversation for another day but tell me 
tell me about your entry into linkedin did someone advise you to join or was it just like out of boredom in the lockdown it was not out of boredom uh, actually i i left my last job uh, by march first week and i started interviewing immediately before the covid thing happened and uh, before the mm-hmm. lockdown i had six offers and then covid happened and each of my offer letters were rescinded everyone said you cannot join i had six offers including one from nokty.com and one from alfred full time offers i had two full time offers yes and for, and uh, rest of the four offers were from startups even though uh, they were paying a handsome amount mm-hmm. i was very keen on joining one of them but uh, covid happened and they just cancelled all my offers and there was one form i i interview i interviewed at uh, i cannot name that form as of now um, because of obvious reasons I attended around five or six rounds there, and in the last round, the person asked me to check my LinkedIn profile. Okay, I was almost through. I was I was pretty much optimistic that okay, even though my six offers offers were cancelled, I will make this one, and uh, I think my agony will end. But much to my surprise, the person said, "Hush, can I take a look at your LinkedIn account?" And uh, I opened the account and uh, handed my phone to him. and he just browsed my profile and said hush there is not even a single post on this how come i was totally stumped friends totally stumped mm-hmm. i had no idea how to reply to that question because as a content creator just imagine it's been five and a half years i am working and i knew linkedin is a professional platform and all and the entire world is on that platform networking and i didn't have a freaking post there So that was the starting point. A sudden realization. That was the starting point, and he rejected my candidature because of that. He said, "Hush, even though you are a pretty good writer, but I think uh, in the professional world we don't believe in the power of networking. So I cannot give you that benefit of doubt." He said that to my face. I was really heartbroken that day because just because I didn't create my LinkedIn profile. I I got rejected at a job, and that job was paying handsomely, even then, uh, even more than the six offers combined. So that became the tipping point, and I was quite depressed because the COVID thing happened, and I was totally uh, left alone at home. Uh, I was clueless about the about my next options. I had a couple of freelance clients, but uh, I'm not a very big fan of freelancing, so I wanted to work full time. So I thought, what should I do now? Else, this anxiety will engulf me. Because you know, it's been already four months, and even though the government is uh, taking some measures to uplift this lockdown, but situation is pretty grim. So I was completely home alone for three, three and a half months, and started posting on LinkedIn. Uh, so there was a time when I started. I was the only one commenting on my posts, and I was the only one liking my <laughs> posts. And it, it it happened for good two, three weeks. But I didn't stop. I just said to myself that. Hush, even if you are depressed, even if you are anxious, at this moment you cannot afford to stop. Of course, you can rest, but you cannot stop. Because if you stop, then it's end of the day. And from my previous experiences in life and uh, corporate experiences as well, uh, I just have one thing about life that life means to go on. No matter what happens, good or bad, you should just have to you just dust yourself off and get the courage and get moving. Mm. You have to move your ass. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. So 
so how's your experience been so far i mean from uh, commenting alone on your posts and to reaching a you know over a million content views i checked out your post about a about a week ago when you were celebrating 1 million content views and a couple of things i noticed that were really great i mean the average views that you have per per post uh, were like over 4000 you posted 3 to 4 times each day again you know on an average and the yes. most impressive thing that i found was your engagement rate which was nearly 3% on linkedin 2% engagement rate is considered good and anything above means you're doing really really amazing so tell me arsh what's your secret what's your overall uh, content strategy that you've developed you know over a period of time might sound quite counter intuitive uh, because as a content marketer we are always advised to prepare content calendars and have a plan mm-hmm. right you should have a social media calendar you should have a content calendar you should document everything but i had a totally different strategy for linkedin i just uh, observed one thing whenever i go and note, note down something ideas just stop going inside my mind i cannot think of anything so i just bank on spontaneity I just thought of LinkedIn as a uh, not just a professional platform. I made it my journaling tool. Mm. I just promised myself, Ash, whatever comes to your mind, it should go right on that blank page on LinkedIn, not on any pen, not on any paper. It should go straight forward to LinkedIn, and that is the secret. I have been able to post more than four hundred times in the past four months. Sometimes I have been posted ten times a day. I also ran a live poll because you know most people have a complaint that okay you are spamming us or something like that. Ninety-eight percent people said, "Hush, even if you want to post fifteen times a day, we would love to read your content because it has an experiential spin to it, and we love reading your posts." So I never thought about uh, noting down anything or jotting down any ideas. Even even if I am waiting at a grocery store, waiting for my turn, I just put out my phone and I just jot down a post. that's my secret i'm running on absolute spontaneity nothing else well that's that's one point to take away from me and i think here is uh, anything if there's anything interesting uh, what i've noticed about your posts that the way you write your lines you know just before the see more section of the post yes that line is is very hooking and that's what probably works as a cliffhanger and you know compels you to read and obviously engagement doesn't come just from that and your overall post also has to follow suit but is this something that you do on purpose is this part of the engagement strategy yes exactly i i do it on purpose because linkedin algorithm is something like that uh, when whenever a post is shown on a feed the first three lines are quite evident you know the very first three lines people are only going to decide after reading that whether the post deserves their time or they should move on so if the first three lines are not hard hitting they are not going to uh, make an impact and linkedin counts see more as a sign of engagement that is why engagement rates are sometimes 3% and because that was a lump sum um, analytics report i posted But there have been times my posts have uh, enjoyed an engagement rate of seven percent and eight percent as well. I have those stats also. So there is a caveat to this. If someone is trying this technique, the three uh, line technique that I use, uh, I use it as a cliffhanger or a hook. You can say so. So the expectations of people heighten after reading those three lines. People expect you to deliver also. What people do wrong is 
they heighten the expectations at the top but they fail to deliver the promise at the bottom yeah so my secret is heighten the expectations first and deliver that it should not be a clickbait you know it should not be like okay what superman told me about linkedin and you know people are just hearing crickets at the end because it's as nonsense as it sounds yeah no it's a good strategy even on youtube uh, you have to create a really nice looking and compelling thumbnail to get people to click on your thumbnail, video yes. so that and then you know if you don't follow suit if you don't meet uh, your viewers expectations then they're just going to watch 10 15 seconds of it and then also leave a bad comment on the top of it so that that definitely makes sense that your your content should also be of that level so and i'm trying to i have been trying to make uh, my personal brand on linkedin and if i were to ask you what are your top 2 3 linkedin suggestions for people like me someone who's trying to create their personal brand or someone who's starting out okay so my first suggestion would would be start writing because i run a live survey and most people say we are afraid of being judged they are not confident about their writing and just because of that they are not able to put pen to paper so first of that that fear mm-hmm. should go because when i started writing not just on linkedin otherwise also i produced a lot of shoddy trashy and pukish content i have no qualms admitting that but as a result because i had something to work with even though i wrote 1000 words of trash or 300 characters of trash someone told me hush this is trashy this you can improve this is good keep it so until you have words on paper you have nothing to work, nothing to work upon so first and foremost start writing without even thinking what people are going to say consider it as your intellectual property whether it's good or it's bad what people think about your content in the beginning at least for two two weeks or three weeks it should not concern you at all that would be my number one advice mm-hmm. for anyone uh starting a fresh on linkedin my second advice would be okay. uh write from your own experiences because many students question me and that includes even uh, students from iit and iim that uh, we are we want to get started on linkedin but we don't know what to write okay that's a fair enough question i think if someone can write from their experiences they can stand out if you can notice friends uh each of my posts i i always write from my experience i write about yeah. my childhood experiences i talk a lot about society issues i talk a lot about my content marketing journey i i talk a lot about how i felt uh, at xcl and i talk a lot about mental health so i think if someone wants to uh, make a mark on linkedin they should think of seven or eight categories they want to create a brand around for example i have around seven or eight categories that gives me a definite road map to think I write about marketing. I write about content marketing. I write about mental health. I write about society issues. I talk about the uh, education system. I talk about gender empowerment. I talk about interviews. I talk about career. I talk about life in general. So, just right now, I gave you around ten categories based on my experiences and based on my interests. So, if you have those categories handy. then you can have a thought process okay today i want to speak something or talk something about career then i can think about my experiences and then i can come up with something motivation is something that works really well on linkedin but it should not be fake motivation if you just create 
some quotes and you don't have any experience to back it, you don't have a character to it, then uh, your post will block. Most people say, uh, we really like your post on motivation and inspiration and I think uh, the secret is because that's my own life story. I'm not making anything up. Because if you try to make something up and it doesn't even appear genuine, then I think uh, you are again doing the same. People will know. People will not connect. Because you yeah. know, in India, as I always say, people are not fools. Yeah, exactly. They can, they can make out. They can make out whether you are actually telling a genuine story or you are just, you know, fake going. <laughs> like yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So yes, that is one advice. And uh, final advice, I, uh, I, sh- I think we should have the audacity to question popular beliefs. In any of the segments that I have mentioned, whether it's marketing or whether it's experimentation or it's about mental health, we should be able to become a thought leader. How do we become a thought leader, friends? Just, uh, let's just talk about this. If you can notice every business these days, every person these days, they want to build a personal brand. They want to do something different mm-hmm. from the rest. Yeah. So my point is, if you want to do something different, then how can you follow the herd? <laughs> For example, if someone says you should just post once on LinkedIn, okay? Yeah. If I say the same, okay, you should just post once on LinkedIn and everything will work. Why would people listen to me? I, I should have something different to say, not just different. That should also be validated by data and statistics and my own acumen. So that's that I think one thing uh, that has worked in my favor that I have never shied away from uh, speaking my mind. I have also faced a lot of backlash. I have also faced a lot of abusive comments for that. But I think uh, someone told me recently that once you write something, it's no longer your intellectual property. Let people think about it. For instance, I wrote something about the IIM selection process. I think you must have uh, read that post. Yeah, it got a lot of negative attention. (laughs) Yes. And that post clocked 3.5 lakh views. Wow. And and that time, I only had 2.5k followers. Just 2,500 followers. Even if you take a look at now, I don't have even 4,000 followers. Forget about connection. So whatever results I have been able to gather from LinkedIn, it's because my target group is totally specified. I had mostly creative professionals. Because we have to think in terms of that who, who all can feed on our content. Because end of the day, I am a storyteller. And marketers can uh, relate well with stories. Yes. So we should never, we should never uh, shy away from speaking our mind. Because if you just regurgitate information, because plagiarism is also... Uh, Dominating problem on LinkedIn. I just see people uh, copy paste someone else's content. I don't know, and I really don't understand uh, by just by copying someone's content. How is someone going to establish themselves as a thought leader? How are they going to make a brand out of themselves? Right. Well, that's interesting, Harsh. I want to take you back a little bit uh, to your journey, as in you know when you were an engineer and you wanted to become a content writer. So did you have an inspiration in mind? Did you have a, uh, an idol, uh, somebody that you said to yourself, well, this is a person I want to be, or I want to be like him in the next five years and, you know, I'll start uh, my journey. So when I was uh, 23, that, at that time, I was very much frustrated about my job, about my tech job. Uh, those were sleepless nights and there, there has been times I tried myself to sleep and I was emotionally weak at that point because I really wanted to get rid of those golden handcuffs. 
because everyone would uh, tell me, uh, I think you are doing a very great job. You have a job at Excel Tech, and it's a pretty decent firm. Why do you want to leave? People just judge me like hell. But at the same time, I started reading online a lot. I I started reading about content marketing, and I started uh, reading about WordPress and everything. So there is this one guy. Uh, his name is John Morrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So back then uh, he used to run a blog called Boost Blog Traffic. Now it's called Smart Blogger, SmartBlogger dot com. Okay. So his story. Uh, so can you believe he is one person paralyzed down the neck? He cannot move anything but his face. Hmm. Okay. He is one person. Uh, you can um, consider him the Stephen Hawking of content marketing. That's what I think about him. So he met with an accident, and he was born with a disorder called uh, muscular atrophy. That snatched his ability to even uh, move any part of his body. He can just move his fingers, and yet smart blogger uh, churns one one lakh dollars every single month. Can you just imagine a person who cannot move anything but his face, and yet he managed to do all of that? Isn't that amazing? It is, yeah. Because he. Told in one of his interviews that he doesn't know when he will die, because doctors said to his mom that by the time he is 16 or 17, he is going to die, because his own body is eating up his genes. But he didn't give up. That story moved me a lot. That if if there is a person who is who is completely paralyzed, he cannot move anything, and if that person can build such a decent following, then you know, Bhagwan ki dua se we have everything. We can be, we can we can talk, we can walk, we can see. What's stopping us? The only thing stopping us stopping us is our own mind and the society. So John Morrow became my inspiration, and uh, I started my first vocabulary blog. Although uh, that was pretty amateur, so that failed, but uh, I didn't give up. It's very inspiring, uh, to be honest. And this is the reality when you start to take a look at those who are less privileged. Than you in terms of anything, whether money or physical abilities, and you see them doing amazing things, and then you're like, you know, if he can do it, if she can do it, why can't I? And am I right in assuming that you are now looking for a full-time opportunity in the content writing field? Yes, 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 I'm looking for it. Right. Okay. Well, I wish you all the best. And when you do get one, uh, how's your LinkedIn strategy going to change? Uh, I mean, what are your future LinkedIn plans? So to be honest, uh, I'm already getting a number of calls on LinkedIn because the job portals are pretty dried up. That's why I advise everyone to come on LinkedIn at this moment. This is the best time to start, guys. Because if you are not starting right now, then I don't know at what point uh, you will get the motivation. Because most of most of the time, uh, we are just doing doing something or the other thing, and we just uh, put things on the back seat. LinkedIn shouldn't be on your back seat. So I am currently I am hunting for a job and probably I will close one soon. So I think my posting frequency is going to get hit a little after I secure a full-time job. But yes, I can assure that engagement will never get hit because I only write from my experiences and that has always worked with me so far and it will work with me in future as well. So as far as LinkedIn plans are concerned, some people are uh, calling me as influencers. They want to collaborate with me. I, I have also secured one or two brand ownerships, brand sponsorships. So yes, I would like to continue that uh, as well in future, working with different brands, understanding their uh, brand journey, and if 
they are like genuinely helping the customers, then I will also help them uh, by being an affiliate marketer for them. That's what my plan is. Okay, that's great. Well, let's hope you make it as one of the big influencers one day. And that's very insightful, Hirsh. You're, you know, and very kind of you to share everything on LinkedIn that you have. I'll stop. I'll stop with my questions now. Do you want to take a minute to tell people uh, how they can reach you, uh, as in reach out to you on social media or any other platform? Uh, so far, I'm only on Facebook. Uh, don't judge me because I made my Instagram account last week only. I haven't used Instagram my entire life. But yes, once. <laughs> Once I start using Instagram, I will drop uh, drop those emails. But yes, uh, if people want, I can uh, deliver them uh, deliver my email ID and they can uh, reach out to me directly. And I'm always open on LinkedIn. So for now, they can reach reach out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you say, I can also uh, state my email ID. Yeah, feel free. That's not a problem. Yeah. Okay. So it's Harsh Tripathi zero two at the rate gmail dot com. H A R S H T R I P A T H Y Happy to answer. Okay, that's great. I like what you said about Instagram. Uh, you tell anybody that you're an influencer and you don't have an Instagram account, and they're like, you know, what kind of a creature are you? Are you even an influencer? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, even I'm not that active on Instagram, but everybody is like, you know, everybody tells me that you have to be active on Instagram. It's it's the thing, you know, uh, to be on. Yeah, I think I should ride on that bandwagon now because uh, I made my account just one or two weeks back, and there are zero posts there. So I think it would create a pretty bad impression that okay, someone uh, is posting so extensively on LinkedIn, and yet their Instagram feed says zero. So they would probably think, okay, is this person from this planet or some other planet? Yeah, someone who is not on Instagram because you know people. People just ask me, "Why? How? How are you not on Instagram?" <laughs> I say, "I don't know. I never thought about it. Probably I was more busy on LinkedIn and in my professional pursuits. I never um, gave attention to Instagram. But I think uh, I should hop onto that platform now." Yes, you should. I wish you all the best. And once again, uh, Harsh, thanks very much for your time and uh, incredibly useful insights on LinkedIn. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Ben. Yeah. Be, be yeah. Likewise. Have a good one, bro. Yeah. And that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Do share it with other people who need help on LinkedIn, and don't forget to subscribe for future updates. I'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy. <laughs>